0: Yo, (laughs) thanks again for checking out another edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle, but hey, you know that (laughs) if you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. You can find this podcast just about anywhere. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, Overcast FM, Google Play and YouTube. Of course, you can catch me on Facebook, facebook.com backslash, spell it out, T-W-E-L-V-E-K-Y-L-E. And of course, you can catch me on Twitter at 12Kyle, the number one, two, K-Y-L-E, and at 12 Kyle Podcast. And of course, you can catch me on Instagram at 12KylePodcast. So there's no reason not to subscribe to this great podcast. (laughs) All right. On this particular podcast, we're going to talk about Erica Badu's groundbreaking debut album, Baduism, 20 years later. So turn your speakers up, get your popcorn, pass the word, tell a friend. We're going to drop the theme music and we're going to get this podcast jumping. Let's get it. back to the podcast it's me your host 12 kyle uh so here we go baduism 20 years later uh i guess really when you think about it at least for me i I don't know about you guys listening but when i thought about it i'm like baduism is turning 20 years old the first thing that came to mind was damn i'm getting old (laughs) like i I remember you know the day that it came out i mean like so it was it's mind-boggling when you think about it but just just you know for you guys listening uh this album dropped february 11th 1997 um really i think to to get a better understanding as to the significance of this or at least part of the significance of this album you have to kind of understand where music was at the time um in february of 1997 obviously uh hip-hop was still running the charts uh we were on the back side of the east coast west coast rivalry or beef or whatever you want to call it um it was bs but that's another story for another day um uh tupac had just died Uh, The previous September uh, in the coming months, uh, actually the following month after this album dropped uh, in March, Biggie would uh, die himself. Um, And so like, but even on the R&B side, music was changing. Um, You know, we had seen some of the 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 other R&B acts and groups that come through in the 90s. And the back part of the 90s, there was starting to be a transition as to um, really the blend of hip hop and rap. Um, and some will say that was more or less to the detriment of uh, R&B as a genre as a whole. Um, I definitely think that was a part of it. But, you know, there, there were many acts in R&B that were really, really trying to find their voice and trying to find their way. Um, and to be honest, there was a void in R uh, and because hip hop's dominance—and it's not to say that it wasn't any good R and at the time—but it just there was a void there, and and you know it was going to take uh, a collective effort, if you will, to to bring the music back or to create a new lane. One of the one or two things were going to happen at the time, um, and here comes Baduism. Erica Badu's debut album drops February eleventh, nineteen ninety seven. I was first introduced to Erica. I mean, and keep in mind, folks that are listening, uh, this was (laughs) pre-internet, so there was no, uh, you know, downloads and streams and stuff like that. Like so, you know, I to be honest, prior to hearing on and on on the radio, which was her lead single. Uh, I had never heard of Erica Badu, never seen her before. And I'm just, you know, she was a virtual unknown to me. Now, she may have been hot in Dallas, was which is where she is from. Uh, but where I was in South Carolina, I'd never heard of Erica Badu, right? So fast forward, December 1996, uh, the single drops on and on and i think there was an accompanying video if i'm not mistaken and i'm trying to remember i can't remember if i saw the I, i'm pretty sure i saw i heard the song first before i saw the video um when i heard the song i was like i remember hearing it on the radio and i was like okay this is different but i didn't really make much of it and then when i saw the video on bet shout out the bet uh video soul had dope videos and um And I saw the video, I'm like, yo, who is that? First and foremost, she was beautiful. I was like, yo, who is that? (laughs) That's the first thing that came to my mind because I remember seeing her before I really kind of honed in on what it was she was saying. And um, it was a beautiful woman, very pretty eyes, pretty skin tone in this head wrap and this African kind of garb, if you will. And she was, I was like, yo, she is dope. And, um, then I listened to the song and on and on was, uh, it was really, it was a really, really good song. And I, again, I had, I'd heard it before on the radio, but it didn't really resonate until I actually saw the video. And, um, I was like, yo, this is, this is, this is pretty nice. And, um, you know, she really, really had a buzz. the The song took off on the charts uh, prior to the album drop, and this is back in the day, back in '96, '97. They would, you know, they they put a single out, and then your album would drop, you know, not too much longer after that. And so, uh, the buzz was created. So by the time February rolls around, um, just personally, I was really, really anticipating this album. I didn't know what it was gonna look like didn't know what it was gonna sound like but i was ready to hear more from erica badu and this was the only song that we'd only we, that we had heard from her um so fast forward to february uh the album drops i remember going to the record store uh shout out to record stores <laughs> there was no streams where you could go you know download it or anything like that i remember going to the record store and uh copying the album and uh, i bought the cd i'm sorry um and I remember listening to it. And and like I said, just from her look, I was, you know, kind of taken aback by her look because she didn't look like a lot of women in R&B at that particular time. And so she had a different look and then she had a different style too. like her style was so crazy with her gear. And, and I mean, like she just had, you know, how like sometimes if you see someone from afar, you don't have to necessarily know who they are to know that they're important or dope that was erica badu i mean like you could you could really really tell like she was that dope and then come to find out that she you know had attended another hbcu uh grambling state university um shout out to grambling and um you know she was from dallas so we started getting this information on her uh, things of that nature so I was like yo she is you know she's smoking so I get the album and I'm digesting it and, and what was crazy was like I remember the first two or three times listening to the album I was really like blown away because I'd never heard anything like this before and you know you really couldn't at the time you couldn't say well hey this is You know, it definitely wasn't hip hop. (laughs) Let's get that straight. It was no way near hip hop. Um, But it didn't necessarily feel like, you know, soul. It wasn't necessarily Aretha Franklin type soul, Uh, but it was something different, something cool, something mellow, something laid back. Um, And they gave it the term Neo soul and to be honest it fit like a glove uh this means of music in this genre that was created if you were if you will uh turned out to be something and you know this album really spawned or helped spawn uh neo soul uh to the forefront of music and Again, it was different because it was very melodic. It was very sensual. It was very Af- Afrocentric. Afrocentric, excuse me. Um, but at the same time, it was something that you could still tap your feet to, groove to, or whatever like that, and just mellow and just chill the hell out. <laughs> I mean, like if you listen to a Badu record, like you weren't really trying to go fight somebody. You know, you was trying to chill. You know, have you know have some drinks and just kick it. You know, so and that's what it was about. But, um, but yeah, so the first couple of times I heard it, I was blown away. Um, One of the things that stands out, obviously, about this album is the production. Um, this album was, you know, I really want to say it was produced by a lot of some people that you knew, a lot more people that you didn't know. I remember, you know, my after first time that I listened to it, I went through the track listing and looked at the producers. And, you know, there were a couple of familiar names. Uh, the roots, obviously. Um, Erica Badu produced it as well. Uh, the great Bob Power. Um, you know, but then there were some other and, and uh, James Poyser. Um, uh, but then there were some other names that I'd never seen before Maduku, uh, Chinwa, uh, Ike Lee the third. Robert Bradford people I'd never heard of before Richard Nichols um so you know it it, so it was different and it was so you're like okay well where's this sound coming from who who created this this sound and so that that made the intrigue even more at least for me because the production was so so dope man like it, it was it was incredible um and this album it, it really really resonated with me because it was something that you know from the first time that I heard Erica Badu like you felt good listening to the music. And I think anytime you can listen to music and it makes you feel good, then that's a great thing. Um this album obviously was very very critically acclaimed. Um it did very, very well as far as album sales, but and I'll get into that in a second, but uh, you know, one of the things that stood out to me was first and foremost, uh, as far as the feel that I got was listening to Erica Badu for the first couple of times. Like she really, really reminded me of Billie Holiday. And I remember Billie, Billie Holiday. I mean, obviously I wasn't old enough to, you know, Billie Holiday was around, but, um, you know, growing up, my parents played Billie Holiday records, So like, you know, when your parents introduce you to different types of music and things of that nature, you know, then you can always say, well, damn, you know, that kind of sounds like such and such. Um, But yeah, the first time I heard it, man, she reminded me so much of Billie Holiday. Um, So I was really, I was taken aback by the similarities, or at least from what I could remember. Uh, But this album really, really touched me on so many different levels because it was able to bring out different ranges of emotions. And then again, when you look at Erica Badu, you know, you're like, okay, well, how does she sound like this? How does she sing like this? And because if you look at her, she, she, she looked like she was very soulful, but even in the videos, you know, she looked like a, a B girl, <laughs> you know, uh, but she was, she was really, really cool. So, but yeah, getting back to the, the production the production was incredible. I mean, like this was, Top to bottom, there's not one track on this album that you would be like, eh, that's OK. I mean, like everything is so soulful and so melodic. Uh, let me get into the track listings. The album starts off with "Rimshot," the intro, which is so smooth. I love that joint. And then the aforementioned on and on comes on and she is she is killing it. <laughs> Uh, the next track track three is apple tree apple tree is a little bit more up-tempo and that's the thing like there's no there's no (laughs) there's no dance tracks on this album but they're not needed you know what i mean because the album has such a great feel and such a great flow uh the next track is track four other side of the game um one of my it's hard to say i got a favorite but one of my favorite songs on the album other side of the game she really really kills it on this on this um then comes track five sometimes um mix number nine and then uh track number six was the next single uh, next lifetime uh when she talks about being in a relationship and this guy being a, being approached by this other guy who really really wants to get into it but she doesn't want to disrespect her relationship um love this song love this This is one of the joints, like, every time I hear it, it takes me back to the first time when I sat down and listened to this album. Um, Next song is the uh, Afro freestyle skit uh, followed up by Certainly. Certainly is so, I mean, like, you listen to Certainly. Certainly sounds, that's when she really, to me, I mean, she sounds like Billie Holiday a lot, but she really, really sounds like Billie Holiday on this track um, then track nine is the, uh, throwback track, if you will, uh, four leaf clover, um, which is a sample of an old school track. I I can't remember the name of that track. Um, that was, uh, old school joint that I heard growing up. So, and I love that one. Um, Atlantic star, it was Atlantic stars, uh, song, um, touch of four leaf clover. So, uh, then she followed up with that one on track 10 with uh, No Love. No Love is a little bit more up-tempo, still, still dope track, uh, followed by Drama and sometimes two banging tracks. Um, and then she closed out the album with Certainly, uh, Flipped It, uh, and then the Rim Shot outro. Uh, as I mentioned, man, this, this album there's really there's really nothing else that you want to hear yeah i mean I, it's kind of it's kind of funny because like when you listen to it and when the album finally ends you're like damn i want more like <laughs> and, and 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 i think when music is great that's a great thing about the music that when it ends and it still leaves you wanting and craving more um this album is only 58 minutes and this is a very fast 58 minutes, but it's very soulful, very melodic. Uh, when this album dropped, it was, it was met with critical acclaim. I mean, like from Entertainment Weekly to Rolling Stone, uh, all of the major publications that review music uh, loved this album. And the Streets loved it too. Uh, honestly, there was nowhere that you could go. Where people didn't have this album. Like every girl that I knew, <laughs> every girl that I knew had this album, every dude that I knew had this album. Because, um, hey, you know, you, you wanted to listen to it. Girls loved Badu. They wanted to be like Badu. And guys wanted to kick it to it, you know. So, um, but Baduism, fresh out the gate, goes three times platinum. Um, triple platinum plaque for Erica Badu, out the gate incredible album um like i said even to this day that is i still feel good every time i listen to it and this is an album that if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't heard it this album shame on you but if you have or you haven't heard it in a while when you finish this podcast listen to the album it's so so dope so so dope um what I'm going to do now is take a quick commercial. We'll get some uh, get some sound from Miss Badu. Uh, and then on the other side, I'll tell you the significance of this album, my thoughts on the album, and what she did after this album, which may surprise you. Uh, let's take a quick commercial. We'll be back in just a second. Hold tight.
1: Excuse us, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> One, two. You need to pick your afro daddy because it's flat on one side. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm -mm. You need to pick your afro daddy because it's flat on one side. What are you waiting on? Mm -mm -mm -mm. Well, if you don't pick your afro You're gonna have one side high <laughs> Well, you said you was gonna take me to see Wu-Tang, baby So I braided my hair Well, <laughs> yes you did Yeah, Said you was gonna take me to see Wu-Tang, baby so I braided my hair. Yes, I did. Corn rolled and everything, baby. Well, you changed your mind and said we wouldn't go in. But my mama saw you there. <laughs> yes, she did. Check this out. <clears throat> One time. Well, I be blowing up your page of daddy. But you never call me back. Well, i be putting in that one-one, baby But you never call me back, no, no See, if you don't know how to use that page, Daddy I'm gonna take that whole bag
2: Hi, my name is Erica Badu, also known as Medulla Oblengata, also known as Cerebellum, also known as Analog Girl in the Digital World, also known as Slow Down Loretta Brown or Annie, the alchemist, the alchemist. I'm fresher than the average bear, you know. It's all in me, you know, all of the things that I hear and feel are in me when I'm writing, I don't try to control the process of what comes out, even if there's something that I didn't want to say to people or want people to know, it's, it will come out, because it has to. This thing that I do, music, is therapy for me. It's, it's the way I breathe and grow and evolve. I like to see artists who are innovative, and I like to believe and they come to the top of my head. Stevie Wonder. Janelle Monet. J. Electronica. Good. That's my Good. wonder Good. twin. What's Words. Um, Sarah. Grizzly bear. Cold War Kids, artists. Chaka Khan was down. one of my favorite Billy. artists of all time. I was compared to Billy Holiday. Holiday. Out the box. Not only is it an honor, but if I'm making people feel the way she made people feel, well, I think that's a beautiful thing. I honestly learned Billie Holiday's music from Diana Ross. <laughs> and Lady Sings the Blues. So I'm I have more of a Diana Ross, so. Thing going than a uh, Billy thing to me. I am a result of of what Dallas is. I'm a result of my five mothers, my mama, my grandmothers, my uh, godmother, and mother nature. I'm what Dallas looks like, feels like, smells like. It.
0: And just like that, I am back. It's your boy, Twelve Kyle. 12 Kyle podcast. And we're talking about Baduism. 20 years later. Uh, as I mentioned before the break, man, it, my, just my overall thoughts on this album. Uh, again, I, I love this album. I think this is one of the most important albums, um, in any genre of the nineties. Uh, definitely one of the most important albums of 1997. Um, music was making a transition and we were almost we were on the cusp basically of the digital age and the internet era uh and file sharing and things of that nature but uh, this album I think was very very important and very very key especially to the neo soul movement you started seeing acts like D'Angelo and um you know the roots and, and just everybody else that came around that time and 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 common and you know there was a blend of soul and then you had producers like jade the late great jay dilla um I, I think this whole movement really really was a lot of it could be a, uh, attributed to the success and then the dopeness of erica badu and this entire album um yeah so I, I i think it's very significant uh if i had to rate this album uh i know you you know when you talk hip hop we give it you know mics you know from four to five to to one um don't necessarily need to do that with r and b albums but in this case i will uh this is a five mic album i mean let's just (laughs) let's just keep it real this is a five mic album this album is incredible again you can't find a bad track you what you do is this this album takes you on a roller coaster ride and it makes you really, really appreciate great music, especially if, if you play this, this album today and then you hold it up against what is being played as far as R and B or soul or Neo soul right now, uh, this album, you know, dwarfs it (laughs) to say the least, uh, but an incredible album. Um, and I think it's, what it did was it, it it put Erica Badu on the map obviously but it also i think personally it made artists kind of challenge themselves to to make dope music um because at that particular time music was starting to get kind of stagnant and you know here comes Miss Badu and she comes with this dope ass album you got to step it up. And I mean, like, again, and then to top it off, not just was the album dope, but she was so dope. And then uh, what she did from this point after this album uh, was nothing short of spectacular. Um, Erica Badu became obviously an activist. Uh, She became a mother. uh, And she became a multi-platinum artist. Um, She went on to drop other albums. The next album, Mama's Gun. Uh, that, that dropped in 2000. Uh, then she came back with Worldwide Underground in 2003. Uh, the New America Part 1 in 2008. The New America Part 2 in 2010. Oh, she also dropped a live album in 1997, uh, Baduism Live. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, that the the, the, the cult classic, Tyrone, is on that album. <laughs> Siron, which is never, never, ever not get, stop getting played. That, that song will always get played. Um, dropped a couple of mixtapes. Uh, the, the, tw- the 2015 uh, mixtape, uh, Feel Better World, um, Love Miss Badu. And then the other 2015 mixtape, uh, But You Can't Use My Phone, love that joint. Um, one thing I will say about Erica Badu's subsequent albums after Baduism uh, is that she never came whack <laughs> I mean like you can listen to Worldwide Underground all the way up to you know but you can't use my phone and it's still it's all dope music she's never put out a whack project and not everybody can say that because a lot of you out there listen to a lot of whack music <laughs> it is what it is but um, honestly, man, it's her, her, her music and her discography is something special. I, I, I marvel at what she's been able to accomplish uh, up until this point. Um, a lot of people get in to talk about, uh, you know, her love life. As many of you know, many of you listening, she had a son uh, from uh, one half of Outkast, Andre 3000, Uh, then she had another child from rapper D.O.C. Shout out to the doc. And then she had another child from, um, J. Electronica, uh, whose album may never come out, but that's, (laughs) that's another story for another day. Um, so it's, it's, uh, I don't, I don't really, her personal life is her personal life. I, I don't get too hung up in that. She used to date Common for a while and, um, You know, it's people get hung up on that stuff. I mean, she's a beautiful woman. I'm pretty sure she can date and love and be with whoever she wants to be with. Um, It ain't none of my business. She ain't dating me, so it's all good. Uh, (laughs) Nonetheless, um, I think one of the most important things that she did uh, post-Baduism was in 2000 uh, with her release of Mama's Gun. Um, Mama's Gun. For as much as I love Baduism, and and don't get it twisted, I love every Erica Badu project. I have every album that she's ever made, and I love all of her music. Um, Mama's Gun. Man, what can I say about Mama's? Mama's Gun is so dope that there is a ongoing. If if you, I'll put it like this. If you know Erica Badu and you know her music and you've listened to her music, ask yourself which album is better, Baduism or Mama's Gun? Now, if you ask 100 people, I'm willing to bet that 50 will say Mama's Gun, the other 50 will say Baduism. They're just that close. I am of the opinion that, well, actually, I am to the point now, or at least I've been for the last few years, uh... I don't listen to Baduism. If I listen to Baduism, I listen to Mama's Gun right behind. <laughs> if I listen to Mama's Gun, I listen to Baduism. Like I can't, I can't separate the two. I mean, like they are two of the dopest albums of that era. Period. In any genre, love them joints, man. I mean, like they're crazy. Um, but yeah, I think. If she doesn't have the success of uh, Baduism, then maybe she does not go on to stay creative and push the envelope with Mama's Gun. Um, And Erica Badu fans will tell you, man, they will tell you how dope she is. Now, I I will admit that I have yet to see Miss Badu in concert, and that is totally, unequivocally my fault. (laughs) <laughs> i keep missing her i to be honest I, I can't even tell you why like every time she comes here to atlanta i'm always like out of town or something happened or my frog got run over by a car or something <laughs> like there's always some type of you know mishap that keep me from getting to her concert but i promise you miss badu if you're back in the atl the next time you are here i am there in the front row i will not miss the concert um but yeah, I I, I love Erica Badu, man. I love her albums. Um, I think she's significant because she is forever changing. She's not, you know, interested in necessarily. And her albums sell well, but she's not out to you know rule the chart, the the pop charts. Um, if you follow her on Twitter or if you see her out and about, she just seems like you know, good down-home, she, she'll she tell you in a minute, she's from Dallas, she's from the South, so she's a Southern girl, so, you know, she, and she likes to kick it, you know, she ain't on no superstar shit, so I think that in and of itself makes it, you know, that much doper, and I mean, let's just keep it real, can we keep it real for a second, um, the uh, video, fellas, you know what video I'm talking about, window seat (laughs) son (laughs) man window seat might be one of the dopest videos ever in the history of man if you haven't seen the window seat video fellas go check it out do yourself a favor and you can thank me later (laughs) but uh but seriously um I mean, she's done a lot of things. I could, I'd be here all day listing her accomplishments. Um, but Erica Badu, man, she, she is the definition of dope, man. And I think one of the things that I really, really love about her is that, uh, she's not a try. She's not afraid to try something different. And I think we all can take something from her music and, you know, her life and, and what it is that she's trying to get across. um, she takes her music and her art very seriously. She takes her image very seriously. Um, she's a vegan, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, so she takes everything seriously, but she likes to have fun and, you know, you can hear it in her music. You can hear it, you know, she speaks in interviews and things of that nature. Um, but yeah, man, overall, Baduism, again, I think it's, it's, it's one of those albums that, if you bought it back then, uh, each time that you listen to it, you will remind yourself as to why you bought it. And then, it, you know, certain songs, certain verses take you back to certain times in your life or what have you or, where you, or just where you were at that particular time when you bought the album. Um, but, yeah, great listen. Uh, you know, it, the cool part about Baduism, you can put it on anywhere. You can put it on uh, while you're in the gym you can put it on you know Saturday afternoon while you're cleaning up your house uh <laughs> you could put it on you know just sitting around just kicking it you know on, on a rainy uh, evening um but yeah it, it, it's it's an album i think that has major at least for me it has major major replay value um I could never grow tired of listening to it and I could never get tired of just you know, bumping it, man, and just really, really vibing out to it. I think it's, it's so, so dope. Um, as I mentioned, you know, early in the podcast, if you haven't listened to it recently, go back and do yourself a favor. After you finish this podcast, listen to it. Uh, you will definitely not be disappointed. And to Miss Badu, if you're listening, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for some great music. And Badu, Baduism kicked it all off. Um, Yeah, we thank you for that. We definitely, definitely look forward to more. So there it is, man. Baduism 20 years later. Yeah, I'm getting old and so are you. (laughs) That's going to do it for me. Thanks again for checking out another edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. 5,000.